Good afternoon. Hello to all my Facebook friends and family. Nice to have you joining me. This is Bill Allen coming to you from downtown Tyler, Texas in the West Irwin Church of Christ. We've been around since 1885 and no, I haven't been the preacher that whole time. However, I have been here almost nine years and glad to have you joining in along with us as we continue to study through the Bible looking at the Eflagard Smith version of the Daily Bible in chronological order. Hope that you've been enjoying these studies. I'm glad to be able to be moving right along. If you are following along with this one or with some other Daily Bible Reading Guide, then there's a pretty good chance that you've just begun or are in the middle of reading through uh, the wonderful Law of Moses, the Old Testament Law. Uh, Eflagard Smith does it a very interesting way, being an attorney himself. Uh, he has it arranged to where all of the Law of Moses is done at this point, where we are right now at the banks of the Jordan River, uh, but on the east side, not the west side. And the Israelites have not crossed over yet. They will under Joshua's leadership, but Moses is still around. And the book of Deuteronomy is really where we are. Uh, where we are at the banks of the Jordan River and watching Moses as he prepares to share with his uh, beloved people. Uh, he is one of those that is knowing that he's going to be passing from this life relatively soon in just a little while, perhaps a month from the time that these events take place. And as he does that, he is concerned for the people. Remember, Moses' life is divided up into three sets of 40-year periods, 40 years as in Egypt, raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, uh, 40 years in the wilderness after he had been, uh, after he had left Egypt fearing for his life, and then 40 years that we've seen over these last uh, weeks as he has led the people through uh, the wilderness for 40 years. We know why that happened. Uh, in a previous reading, Moses sent spies, 12 spies. Remember, 10 were bad and two were good. Do you remember the names of the good ones? Well, they were Joshua and Caleb. We still name our boys Joshua and Caleb. The other 10, we don't remember their names at all because they came back and said, we can't do this. The people are too strong. They're too big. They've got too much resources. We can't do it. And Joshua and Caleb said, no, 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 with the Lord's help we can, but the people listened to the other ten, and because of that, God said, you're going to wander around in this wilderness a year for each of the days that those twelve spies were gone, and they were gone for forty days. So, forty years now, they've been wandering in the wilderness. God said, none of that generation is going to go across except my faithful servants, Joshua and Caleb, and that's exactly what happened. Now, here we are with Moses right there, just before they crossed the Red Sea under Joshua's, or the Jordan River under Joshua's leadership. But Moses has a few things to say first, and basically he's going to call on them to love and serve the Lord, to love and obey the Lord. We sing the hymn, Trust and Obey, Moses is telling them to love and obey, to serve wholeheartedly. And there's no better place that carries that message out than Deuteronomy 1 through 10. We see that in every, every step of the way. And Deuteronomy 1 in verse 3 or so says, In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, so they've been freed from Egypt for 40 years, 
Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. He had led them to victory over a couple of kings uh, who uh, were uh, east of the Jordan River, uh, Sihon and Og, Sihon king of the Amorites and Og king of Bashan. He had brought them great victories. There had been a lot of grumbling. They had received the, the uh, instructions for the tabernacle and for the Ark of the Covenant and all of those great things for the priesthood. Aaron would be the first high priest, Moses' brother, and then the priests would be his sons. We saw good times and bad all throughout that time. They, they made that um, brass snake to save them when the poisonous snakes were uh, killing them because of their disobedience. And then Jesus in John 3 would look back on that story from the book of Numbers and say, just as Moses raised up that snake in the desert, even so the Son of Man must be raised up. And that is a point towards his crucifixion, of course. Uh, Moses begins to tell all the Israelites all the words that God had commanded him. He reminds them of the law. In fact, Deuteronomy uh, is basically a second reading of the law. And that is exactly uh, what we are looking at today as we look at these first, um, first nine chapters nine or ten chapters out of Deuteronomy. Obviously, we'll be skimming some, so I hope you're going to be able to keep up. Uh, but it is a wonderful call uh, to love and to obey as Moses calls on the people to serve God wholeheartedly. You would think that that's just a New Testament thing, right? That thing about the heart? Not so. Uh, it is strictly an Old Testament thing as well. As Moses indicates, as he calls on them, uh, to do this. He reminds them of the promise that God gave to them uh, in, the, in the words to their ancestors, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And then remember one of Jacob's sons was Joseph, and it was Joseph that delivered the people uh, from famine and brought them to Egypt. And then a few hundred years later, they were enslaved, and Moses was the great deliverer first, and then in the wilderness received the law of God at Mount Sinai, where he had found God in the beginning. Uh, God tells them to not be afraid to serve him. Uh, he tells them in chapter 1, The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. God guided them by fire at night in a fire and in a cloud during the day, and he was with them every step of the way. Uh, Moses reminds them of the faithfulness of Joshua of Caleb and Caleb. Uh, uh, towards the end of chapter 1, Caleb followed the Lord wholeheartedly, Moses says, and yet in their arrogance, as he says at the end of chapter 1, they refused to follow Joshua and Caleb and their faithful example. And so they spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Moses says in chapter 2, These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you, and you have not lacked anything. Remember all of the people that Moses is talking to, none of them were there. None of them were adults when they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. And so he's telling the story. He's passing along the story. 
And a very famous passage in Deuteronomy 6 will bring that out uh, as we see that in just a little bit. God continued to be with them, to bless them, to give them victory over the enemies they found along the way. Uh, he reminds them of how God brought that about. And he also reminds them of their sinfulness, of how they refused to trust God in spite of the fact that God delivered them. Moses tells them in chapter 3, reminds them that two and a half of the 12 tribes, uh, Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of, of Manasseh, one of the sons of Joseph, uh, looked at that land east of the Jordan before they ever crossed and said, you know, this land looks great. And so Moses gave them that part of the land as an inheritance, but assured, told them, you must promise that your men will go across and will fight for their brothers, for the Is their fellow Israelites, who will have to uh, win the land on the other side of the Jordan in what we know as the promised land. Um, God commanded Joshua, you have seen with your own eyes all that the Lord your God has done. The Lord will do the same to all the kingdoms over there where you are going. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Moses assures Joshua as he knows he will be the leader after Moses is gone. Um, and so Moses pleads with God in Deuteronomy 3. Uh, he wanted to go with them across. And yet, because of his own sinfulness and arrogance at times, there was a time or two there where it seemed like Moses was trying to draw attention to himself as he was frustrated with the people. Moses says in Deuteronomy 3, because of you, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen to me. That is enough, the Lord said. Do not speak to me anymore about this matter, about going on the other side of the Jordan. Go up to the top of Pisgah mountain there and look west and north and south and east. Look at the land with your own eyes since you are not going to cross this Jordan, but commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him for he will lead this people across and will cause them to inherit the land you will see. So God gives Moses a panoramic view um, unable to cross, but he lets him see it as well. In chapter 4, Moses tells them, Do not add to what I command you, and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. Again, that call to love and obey. The Bible, close to its ending in the New Testament in Revelation 22, calls on us with the same call. Do not add to God's word. Do not take away from it. Uh, God uh, assures us that he will be with us, but we must be obedient to his word. Uh, Moses pleads with God, and yet God says, I'll show you, but you can't go there. Um, Moses tells them, be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Uh, he says, God declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow, and then wrote them on two stone tablets, which Moses broke uh, because of the golden calf incident. <clears throat> but God gave him two more stones of uh, tablets of stone that he had written his word on. And Moses says, what other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us? whenever we pray to him. And what other nation is so great 
as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I am setting before you today. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we think of the laws of Moses and we think how horrible it must have been to be so constrained by such a, a heavy law. <clears throat> but the people and Moses realized, the psalmist says in Psalm 119, Oh, how I love your law. Uh, God continued to be with them and to bless them, called on them to remember all of his commandments. <clears throat> and Moses tells them in the middle of Deuteronomy 4, If you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. What a great, great statement in Deuteronomy 4. I believe it's around verse uh, 30, uh, 29 and 30. God, if you will seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, you will find him. Again, it's not just New Testament where uh, the people were called to seek God wholeheartedly, Old Testament as well. Uh, Moses tells them the purpose for all of the great miracles that he had shown them. You were shown these things, he says, so that you might know that the Lord is God. And then at the end, uh, towards the end of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, in verses 39 and 40, he says this, Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no other. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today, so that it may go well with you and your children after you, and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you for all time. Again, Moses calls on them to acknowledge the Lord God and to take to heart his commands, to obey them wholeheartedly from the heart. And then he says, it will go well for you. Uh, it will go well for you and for your children after you. In Deuteronomy 5, Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear, Israel, the decrees and laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn them and be sure to follow them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb, also called Mount Sinai. It was not with our ancestors that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face out of the fire on the mountain. Moses reminds them of the great law that God had given them and the great way in which he had brought it about. Uh, Moses hears the people say, we will listen to you. Uh, Tell us whatever the Lord our God tells you, they say in Deuteronomy 5, verse 27. We will listen and obey. And Moses says, the Lord heard that. And Moses prays, oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always, as he's speaking the word of God, so that it might go well with them and their children forever. What does God want more than anything else? That's it. You can hear it, the longing from the heart of God. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me, to reverence me, and to keep all my commands always so that it might go well with them and with their children forever. That's what the Lord wants. And so Moses says this in chapter, the end of chapter 5, So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. God has told them all along there are blessings for obedience and there are curses for disobedience. 
And the same is true today. God calls on us to be obedient to him, to love him and serve him wholeheartedly. And that means being willing to study and learn what his will is from the Bible, the word of God, and then do that, live that way. There's a statement in chapter 6, a very important statement called the sacred Shema, the hear, O Israel, and this is it in chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Uh, we have a song that our kids sing about that sometime. Hear, O Israel. You've probably heard that before sung with our kids or with our youth. It's a wonderful song that goes back to this passage, Deuteronomy 6. And interestingly enough, when Jesus is cornered and they ask him, what is the greatest commandment in the law? He quotes to them this commandment that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to start reading in verse 6. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Again, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames on your gates. God is concerned for them not only about their uh, having that faith themselves, but also about them passing that faith along to their children. This is what the Lord is calling on them to do. And what exactly is it that they're to pass on? Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 and 5. Again, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. This is exactly what Jesus points back to when they ask him, what is the greatest commandment? And he tells them that one right there in Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then he'll give the second one is like it from Leviticus 19, 18. We haven't gotten to that one yet. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, all the law and the prophets hang on those two right there. Love God, first of all, and love your neighbor as yourself. Lots to be said more about that through the pages of the Old Testament and the New Testament, as you know. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16, we read one of the responses that Jesus had when Satan tempted him and said, hey, fall off, jump off this, this high place and the Lord will send angels to catch you and all the people will believe in you and you won't have to go to the cross. And Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6, verse 16. And he says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Well, that's a great statement from Jesus. He was very familiar with this word, with the law. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we find the reading of the law and we hear this rhetorical question. Moses says, in the future, when your son or daughter asks you, what is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? Moses goes on to say, tell them the story. Tell them how we were prisoners in Egypt. Tell them how we were slaves. Tell them about the great deliverance that God has given us. Tell them about the wonderful law that he has given us. And then he says this in Deuteronomy 6, The Lord commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear the Lord our God, 
so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case today. And if we are careful to obey all this law before the Lord our God as he has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. What a wonderful call to love. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the call to obey. Be obedient and God will bless. We're thankful that through the blood of Jesus Christ, even though we have sinned and fall short, as Paul says in Romans 3, still we can come before God uh, in righteousness because it is the righteousness of God that comes through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Deuteronomy 7, uh, Moses acknowledges the unique status of the Israelites. Verse 6, you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples, but it was because the Lord loved you, Deuteronomy 7 says, and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. What a great statement. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments, love and obey. But, Moses goes on in Deuteronomy 7, those who hate him, he will repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. That's not a popular message in today's world. Oh, we want to hear all about the love of God and how he forgives and how he's chosen us and how Jesus died for us. But we don't want to hear that message of the call to obedience. God is, is very strong in saying, if you, disobey, if you disobey me, it will not be without consequence. You will face the punishment of your sins. Thankfully, through the blood of Christ, we can have forgiveness. But again, just as Paul asks in Romans 6, should we go on sinning so that grace might increase since we're saved by grace? And then he answers his own question, absolutely not. That's not who we are. We are called to be children of God. We are called to love and to obey. Uh, God promises that he will be faithful to them just as the Lord has been faithful in all of the years uh, before them. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, uh, Moses says, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Again, another one of those passages that Jesus points back to when Satan tempts him. And he says, Hey, turn these stones into bread. You're starving. I know, because you haven't eaten for 40 days. And Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy 8, Man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. What are you feeding on? What are you relying on? What are you living on today? I hope and pray that it's the word of God. Uh, Moses reminds them that when you get to that land, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. 
But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. What an important message for all of us who have been blessed with material things and homes and what a great, great blessing it is. But again, where does it come from? Who gets the glory? It comes from the Lord and it comes from God and his wonderful blessing and his wonderful forgiveness uh, for us today. It's something that we should always remember and never forget as we seek his will first of all. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, as we begin to wind this study down, uh, Moses reminds them of the call to love and obey. He talks about this great law and he says, the Lord wrote on these tablets of stone that he gave him on the mountain, what he had written before the 10 commandments he had proclaimed to you on the mountain out of the fire on the day of the assembly. And then this great passage in Deuteronomy 10, 12 and 13. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Again, that's Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 and 13, but it sounds like something out of the prophets, like Micah would say, to, to love God, to serve him, to walk justly in his sight. Or it sounds like something that Jesus would say in the Gospels or that Paul would write in the New Testament epistles. Fear the Lord your God. Walk in obedience to him. Love him. Serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Observe the Lord's commands and decrees for your own good. It's a great command that Moses gives the people even back in the days of the Old Testament law. The Lord set his affection on your ancestors and loved them, Moses writes. And he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations. And he didn't choose them for salvation. We saw that in all the wilderness wanderings and all their griping and complaining. And so many times uh, they were even put to death by the word of the Lord because of their disobedience and their lack of faith. And so we know that's not what he means. What he means is he chose them uh, as his chosen people through whom to deliver his law and ultimately to bring about the Savior, Jesus, who would be a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jacob's son, Judah, and ultimately King David, and King Solomon, and all the other kings of Judah, right on down to the Savior himself, Jesus of Nazareth. And so Moses tells them this, yes, this is the, in the Old Testament, circumcise your hearts, Therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer. God calls on them and us to be circumcised, not just with flesh. That had been around since the days of Abraham and Ishmael and Isaac. But to circumcise our hearts. To have our hearts cut open for the will of God. Uh, the writer of Hebrews would say the word of God is powerful and sharp and able to tear your, your, uh, yourself apart uh, because he wants you to follow him, to hear his word, to obey his word, to share his word. Uh, that's what Ezra the priest would say years and years and years later after this time. That's what Moses is telling them to do right now. Circumcise 
your hearts. And then these words at towards the uh, at the very beginning of Deuteronomy 11, love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws and his commands always. Deuteronomy 10 ends in such a powerful powerful way uh, with those very words, the call to love and to obey. And then the first verse of Deuteronomy 11, love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. What a blessing it is for us to have a Savior. But what a blessing it is for us to also be a part of this story, this Old Testament story, the story of Moses and the Israelites, the story of the promise given to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the story that of the law that Moses received at the mount, and now the story that continued on through Jesus of Nazareth and because of his death, burial, and resurrection, even to you and to me today. I hope and pray that you're a part of that great story. On Thursday, we're going to begin looking through this law of Moses as he begins to talk. We've already gotten into it a little bit, and uh, we'll be talking about some of those things on Thursday. Keep reading. I know it's a... it's. It's hard to trudge through the law of Moses. I get it. There's a lot of laws that you're thinking, really, why? And that's okay. Think, Ask those questions. Think about it. And ask yourself, you know, if God is so concerned about every detail of their lives, is he not concerned about the details of our lives as well? Yes, the details of how we do worship, how we respond to him in faith, but also the details of each and every day that we live. God loves us and he cares about us and he cares about all of those things and he wants us to talk to him about it but he also wants us to look into his word to love him yes but to also hear what he has said about how we should walk how we should live our lives and the answer is this to love the Lord your God with everything about you to serve him wholeheartedly to love your neighbor as yourself I look forward to being with you on Thursday. God bless.